Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Superhero Finder podcast. As always, I'm your host, Matt Wilson, and I'm searching the cosmos, the universes, and everywhere I can think of to find inspirational people with stories. Some people know they're inspiring. Some people don't know they're inspiring. That can be a fun conversation. But the main thing is that if you listen to this, you can maybe take something away for yourself or take something to make somebody else's day a little bit better as well. So I'm very thankful to be in the company of the one and only, I'll say the one and only because I'll make it feel uncomfortable. Um, Kane Francis, how are you doing, buddy? Yeah, I'm good, thank you, mate. You? Yeah, I'm great, thank you. Now, I was introduced to you. So we've spoken on this podcast a few episodes ago to Shane Flowers, and it was on Shane's Instagram that I saw, who's this guy he's mentioning? Kane the weight slinger Francis. And I was like, okay, this is probably a guy to look out for. And this year you had an opportunity to do something pretty special, didn't you? Yes, yes, I did. Yeah, got to uh, got to go on the big stage. <laughs> you was. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so I got a, um, a last minute call out to Britain's Strongest Man. Um, it's about eight, nine days out. Unfortunately, a couple of the guys had to withdraw and were injured, so um, it sort of gave me an opportunity to step up and sort of show what I could do with the amount of time that I had. So put on the best thing I could. Uh, yeah, I mean that's 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 a short run, and I think that was it was Luke and Terry that pulled out wasn't it yeah yeah I think it was um I think it was when Luke obviously injured his lat um I got the phone I got the call the same day that that happened so I think I I replaced Luke and then I think Terry the later the same day or the next day um withdrew as well they were they were really close together and usually you'd you'd have more of a run-up to be able to train the events wouldn't you so how was that kind of (laughs) it's funny because the nickname the hurricane and all of a sudden there's this whirlwind of just over a week and then you're on a big stage in, in Sheffield. So how how was that? Yeah, well, it, it was a bit of a shock because I thought, I didn't really think it was going to happen. Um, and then obviously when it happened last minute, I was just sat at work and I, I got an email through. Um, and it, originally I, I thought it was like a spam thing and then it wasn't until I thought I'd like, read through it. And um, and then, yeah, there was an invite in there. So wow. obviously I straight away. But um, having nine days wasn't, wasn't ideal, but I was obviously I was never going to say no. Um, but to be honest, I didn't do any training from like that day because it's nine days out. I'm not going to go start lifting heavy weights. Um, so my biggest focus really was just getting as well recovered as I could and just make making sure I was feeling as, as good as I could for the day. Really, yeah. I mean that that's incredible to to have that short a run up as well. So overall, how yeah. was the experience for you then? Yeah, it was amazing, mate. Like going into Going from some of the other shows that I've done to something of that scale, it was like something else, mate. Um, fortunately, I, I was there the year before with Shane, um, so I was sort of backstage with him. So I, I wasn't blind going into it. I'd sort of I, I knew how it was backstage. Yeah. Sort of, I had a semi sense of how it was run. So it it wasn't like you blind. You know what I mean? I, I sort of knew what, what I was going to be doing. I, I had so it, it sort of settled the nerves a little bit. I think. Yeah, good. Yeah, especially if you were there the year before with Chain as well. Because if anyone, yeah. if anyone's listening and you're not an avid strongman fan, some of this might have just been code that we've been talking about. Where it was Britain's strongest man, and it was at Sheffield Arena, um, and you know, it's a big, it's a big glossy event, isn't it? It's you know the kind where you walk out with your flag and it's all the bells and whistles. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what what was the what was the last competition you did before that then? Because that wouldn't have been bells and whistles, right? Not necessarily. No, no, to be fair, the, the last one I did is um, 
it was the final of the Strongman Champions League, and even that's 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 a big show, but it's not um, it's not indoors in like an arena like like their shows are outside. So um, that one was actually in Turkey in Alanya. So it was a two day show. The first half of the show was like on a beach. So we done uh, six events. I think we done the first three events on the beach on the first day. And then we obviously had our night's rest, and then we went into the second day, which was at another venue in, in the same in a similar part of Alanya. Um, but again, that was there was a, it was a pretty big crowd, yeah. um, but not the same scale as like a Giants live of like six and a half, seven thousand people. No, Joe, you meant you mentioned doing that in Turkey then, and it takes me back to I suppose when I very very first got any interest in strongman when I was watching World's Strongest Man, and it used to be in places like Kenya, and yeah, you know, <laughs> five Boxing Day, whatever it was, and you know, watching it and just being on, on the beach and doing these crazy events like they used to have. I remember seeing like John Paul Sigmundson carry the yeah. stones across a beach on to put on a barrel. And you're like, you know, they, this is some crazy stuff. Were there any fun events in that one in the, the, the Strongman Champions League? Yeah, yeah. To be honest, it's like um, th- th- their events were slightly more different. So like r- rather than like Giants Live, you have your deadlift on like a, I don't know, like an axle or or like a standard bar or something crazy like that. They, they do like the car deadlifts a lot more. Right. Um, yeah. I suppose it's, it's some like wacky variation of an event. Um, obviously, they, they have the standard ones like log and, and all that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, a lot, a lot of like vehicle pools and stuff like that as well. So to be fair, it was a, the Champions League, obviously, I done my first com- competition July last year in Strongman. So everything I did for the last six months was like a new event to me, really, until I'd done a few shows and then the same events were cropping up. So sort of a lot of it, I was just learning on the job, really. Yeah, I mean, I suppose just applying the strength that you have, but in different techniques, and and that's the yeah, thing, isn't it? Because each variation of an event, like a car deadlift, is a different movement to a normal deadlift, but it's yeah, same basic muscles. But you've got to learn how to do it, right? Yeah, I think to be honest, like with the car deadlift, because I've got no way of replicating a car deadlift. I I haven't got like a big frame for a car to go on and yeah. somewhere outside train it and all that sort of stuff. So. I was using like a belt squat because right. it's the only thing I could really find that had like that pivot angle. Yeah. Um, loading up with as many plates as I could fit on it and putting like, like a lap pull down bar on it and, and just trying to replicate it as best I could with that. But um, I, it, it didn't really work how I wanted it to. So, <laughs> but you know, it, that's ingenious to try and to try and find a workaround for that because yeah, in terms of like finding your bar path, yeah, it did work because of the pivot, but it like you, you can't add anywhere near enough weight for it to really carry over to picking up a card, you know what I mean? No, no, definitely not. No. What did you do? So if it was July last year when you did your first kind of strongman competition, what did you do before that? Were you powerlifting as well? I know Shane. Yeah, yeah, I was powerlifting. So I think I started powerlifting in, I think it was the start of 2018. Um, and I'd only been training at, at all since the end of, I think it was November 2017, I stepped foot in the gym for the very first time. Um, yeah, I, I didn't really, I didn't do any training at all until I was like 25, um, or, or shortly after I was 25. And then, yeah, I went, I went to the gym with like the aspirations of being a bodybuilder, <laughs> just wanted, just wanted to really and just move some weights. And then, um, quite quickly realized that even with like bodybuilding exercises, I was, I was lifting more weights than some of the other guys and then um, I was like what's that because I've never even heard of it um, and then obviously there was the likes of people like Shane and Mitch and um, a young lad called Luke Tolman um, and yeah they, they were like the main powerlifters in there really 
um, with a few other lads. And I sort of went to a training session on Saturday with them one day. Um, and like these guys were all pulling like 300 plus kilo deadlifts. Do you know what I mean? So like I, I'd never even really done a deadlift. And I think it was Mitch was sort of showing me through the technique of how to do it. And I pulled 200 kilos. But wow. In like, in, yeah, but in comparison to what they were doing, I didn't think that was very good because yeah, I had yeah, no yeah. perception. Like my perception of what was strong was like. <laughs> I thought, well, I'm I'm not that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and they were like, yeah, that's 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 a good deadlift for like a first time. Obviously, the technique wasn't amazing; it was terrible. Um, I'm still not the best technical deadlifter now, but <laughs> grip it and rip um, it. Yeah, I sort of started chasing them guys, mate. And then, uh, yeah, basically, that's exactly what I did. Um, yeah, about just under a year later, I entered my first powerlifting competition. So I never looked back after that. I was like hooked. That's incredible. What do you um? Do you still do any powerlifting or do you prefer strongman or is it just kind of a, just like being strong? No, I don't feel like it's, I, I still obviously I do my deadlifts, I do squats, but it's not so much back squatting now, it's more like safety bar front squatting. Uh, bench press, like there, there isn't, unless you do like an incline, there isn't really, an, in my opinion, I don't think there's a need for bench press in, in strongman, like it's it's not really something you're ever going to do. Um oh. But I'll still do a bit of incline stuff and that. And yeah, but most of my training really it is almost still like powerlifting style, bodybuilding style. But then obviously I have your events day, which I do once a week on a Saturday and I have to travel somewhere different for that. Um, so that's something me, me and Shane do that and Mitch together on a weekend. And we've got like somewhere we can go for that. Hey, up. I don't want to take too much of your time off this amazing conversation. Just a little quick break to tell you a little bit about Patreon www.patreon.com slash the kindest strongman will allow you to help support and grow this podcast. I want to do loads more with it. And I'm excited to say that members of my Patreon will be able to see loads of it before it even happens. That's amazing. Second thing, be strong, be kind. My merch is now live. So I will drop the link in the description, but it's also, if you can go to bsbk.tmill.com. You can find it all yourself. You can grab yourself a hoodie, grab yourself a T-shirt. And if there's something that you can't see or a colour that you can't see, just let me know. Right, back to the fun. Yeah, that surprised me. And I, and I don't know why, because, you know, there's some incredible journeys that I've had in, and in all the conversations I've had about, about Strongman. But stepping foot for the first time and kind of getting that bug in your mid-20s, you know, yeah. that's, that's that's a really quick kind of rise into it. So what was like life? What was life like? Oh, that thing. You. Well, before, before the day I stepped into the gym. Yeah. Yeah, so not really much of anything, mate. Like, um, obviously, a bit, bit, bit of work all through like, me, me teenage years, my younger 20s and that. But to be honest, it was, it was a, a lot more just living that younger life you do when you're young, just going out partying a lot and, yeah. and just sort of li living for the weekend, really, I suppose. Just kind of going week by week and going for payday and yeah. yeah, and then um yeah, when I found found the gym, got hooked on that instead. <laughs> so it was a good, it was a good, good, uh, good part where I was. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was going to say there was something. I always do this. I think of something and it leaves my head. What's what does the rest of this year look like to you now? And does it look any different now that you've had the call up to, 
one of the Giants live shows. Has that changed anything or is it still the same plan? Um, so, well, the plan for this year, um, before Giants was like the option for Britain's happened, was to basically, so the last year of the Champions League, I joined my first competition in July. The end of the Champions League final was November. So I had a very small amount of time to try and make that final because the way they do it is on like a point system, like a league. Right, okay. Um, so competition, you accumulate points and that puts you into a table and the top 10 go to the final. Um, so I, I managed to make the final with four competitions. Um, and then this year, my plan is really, I want to be able to space my year out because I've done, I think I've done five competitions in four months and every one of them was abroad. Right. So now, now a lot of travelling and a lot of time of work to be honest but now that I've got the whole year the plan was almost just to pick my competitions wisely get enough points to finish high in the, in the table and and win the SCL final next year that's what I'd like to do I want to improve on that I, I won another podium but um, I, I could have came second but unfortunately on the, on the last event I made a big mistake which which actually dropped me about seven points and um, oh, wow. I ended up one point behind second place, and I was five points in front of third. So that that mistake cost me. So I, I don't think thinking that this year there's a possibility of me winning the Champions League is completely like delusional. Um, like obviously everyone's improving all the time as well, and the, the guys in the Champions League they're like they're no joke. They're some serious athletes. There, do you know what I mean? Some of them do giants as well. So right. like it's it always an idea that, of the caliber there. If I get another call up for Giants, I'll absolutely do it. Do you know what I mean? I'd, I'd love to do another one, um, but I, I will still be doing some Champions League as well. Yeah, and kind of running running the same side by side. Now we, you yeah, yeah, but oh, 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 carry on, mate. No, sorry. Um, you mentioned something before we came on, so you can't always tell on camera. But anyone that watched any of the strongman stuff or they saw you up there, know. You're a big guy, right? You're a unit, whatever whatever people want to describe it as. But that's not always been the case, has it? So I'm just wondering if we could just look at for a minute anyone that's looking at this going, these guys are monsters, you know, genetic freaks, or they've always been this big. Actually, I'm maybe starting at the gym. Kind of what does the path look like for me if I want to get, you know, strong and I want to be inspired by these people? You know, how do you... What would you say kind of your summary of that journey would be? Um, like, yeah, like I say, I, when, before I started training, I was, I think I was about 78 kilos and I'm 100, I'm sitting now at about 142, but I was 70, completely untrained, never done anything. And again, that's, that was mainly down to like lifestyle. Um, like I say, going out partying and all that stuff. And yeah, if, if you told me, in five years' times, so I'd be like traveling the world, competing, and be, be as heavy as I am now. Like I wouldn't have thought it was possible, but um, to to be honest, it was just I, I had to I had to change like the way I was going on. So going to the gym was that extra little push, and it was just something for me to focus on, really. Um, but like w w without that, like I, I definitely wouldn't be where I am now. And the, and the lads that I found in the gym, well, and most of all, like my girlfriend, well, my fiance now, actually, shall I say? Um, we met probably six months before I thought about going to the gym. Okay. And um, ha having her played has, has played and still does like a huge part in like some of the success. Yeah. So, but 
it's you just gotta keep yourself busy and just and, and find find what you're passionate about, really. I suppose, isn't it? Because like I never had a passion for anything. Right. Um, I've been going out and getting off my head, but um, <laughs> yeah, no. Once once I found like something that I really could like sink myself into, it, it's like changed my whole life. And um, yeah, like I say, I know, I know there's a lot of people out there that sometimes think they might be stuck in a rut, and you, you just gotta. Even exercising yourself, just going to the gym, I used to come over and I was tired and I felt I felt good because I'd done something. Do you know what I mean? And that just snowballs into into like going to the gym five days a week at one point. I was I was training nearly every day apart from weekends. Yeah. So yeah, there is sort of there is a way out of it. There is, and that do you know what that's really cool that actually, you know, you met your now fiance very soon before starting to go to the gym. So she's seen this whole kind of this journey, this transformation, whatever it is, you've literally doubled in actual physical size. Yeah, yeah, I know I have, yeah. <laughs> and has, you know, has she been an important source of kind of support for you during that as well? Or is it as this kind of journey into because it takes a lot of work, it takes a lot of recovery, it takes a lot of concentration. How's that kind of has that changed the dynamic of you guys' relationship? Has that been a challenge or has that just been easy because you've been working together or? No, mate, to be honest, mate, she's um she's been behind me every step of the way. Like in, in the beginning, it was like my my training was almost obsessive. Like, so I was I was hard if I wasn't working, I was in the gym. So like there was a stage where she's like, Oh, you're always at the gym. But like when I started to like progress the way I did, so I think she realized I was but like again, she's always been like so supportive of me. Like it, it, even like there's little things that people probably don't think about right but obviously i have a very specific diet for the sport and that's not a diet that my missus is going to eat you know what i mean and like we eat a lot of food and it's not always exciting you know what i mean it's a lot of the time you're eating the same thing every single day and like yeah. there's times when we haven't been able to go out for dinner together as a couple because i'm i'm on a diet do you know what i mean and that diet's doing what it's going to do for my competition so even little sacrifices like that obviously people don't think about She's always been like very good with stuff like that for me as well. Um, even help help me make me food, going and do shopping for me if I'm working or something close. So she always makes sure she will always make sure I'm like I'm never without. You know what I mean? So um, and and vice versa. So but yeah, she's very yeah. That that that's incredible, and it's it's something here time and time again in terms of you know it can yeah. it can really make a difference in terms of how you progress and how you've got to where you are. Now, what's really interesting is that. I think there's a perception sometimes within sport that athletes are all full time, and there are some, there are certainly some strong men now that are going full time. And we know famously, well, famous in the strongman world, Mark Felix is a plasterer and still is well into his fifties now. Um, what is it that yeah. you do? What is it that you do that kind of helps fund life and being a strongman? Yeah, so I, I work for a water company um, called Wessex Water, which basically they supply water to like the whole south end of the country um so what i do is is rnm supply so i'm the one out repairing leaks burst water mains um if people have no water in their house due to a leak outside i'm digging up the footpaths the roads and repairing assets and pipes basically um and again that's it's one of the jobs where you have to be on call as well so i do like a 45 hour flat week anyway um and we do do a lot of overtime but um on top of that, we have to do our standby. Every fifth week, I have to be on call 24 hours a day 
and I can work up to 16 hours a day for seven days in a row. Wow. So it could be literally like you go out to work, you do 16 hours, you come home in the middle of the night, you sleep for nine hours. On the ninth hour, you get up and you go back to work and it could be another 16 hours. Um, yeah. So there's always like one week of a month where training, because some, sometimes you can't even get in the gym. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Because if you're out every night, you haven't got time to train. When you are home, you're sleeping. Yeah. Um, obviously, sometimes we can help cover each other and stuff if people want a weekend off or something. But um, it, it definitely takes up a lot of time. And obviously, doing strongman, having the diet that we do, it ain't a cheap sport. So I do find myself, if, if I don't do bits of overtime here and there, it, you are struggling. Um, fortunately, sort of last year for me, I, I did get a bit of a promotion at work. So I don't have to do the hours I was doing because on top of my 45-hour week, I, I was doing 75 hours, well, 60 to 70 hours of overtime on top of my 180 hours a month. And that, wow, was, okay. like, that was to pay my bills, fuel my car, um, like eat my food, just everything that I needed to have done. I, I knew what my means to live in were, so I had to earn the money for it. But yeah, of course, yeah. Slightly more relaxed now. I had I did get like made up to a team leader, um, but it's, it's still like you still got to make sure you're, you're getting the hours in. It it can get hard. So, wow, yeah, it blows my mind to think of working that many hours and then putting the hours into training and then considering the diet as well. And that's for me, that's. Yeah you know, an epic part of the journey and a complete credit to you and your determination for being able to do that. Um, Do you think, is your aim to be full-time and professional in the sport? Where's where's your head at with that? Yeah, absolutely. I think think anyone who is really serious about it, like, that's got to be the end goal, isn't it? If you're going to be a strong man, who wouldn't want to go pro? Like, like, of of course, I'd I'd love to do that. Um, But I do not, I do, sometimes on the days that I have not, like I don't have to go to work I try and get up and train I feel laggy in the gym sometimes so there's always like there is that sense sometimes of it's almost like going to work for a day is sort of setting me up and priming me to go to the gym in the evening Ooh, but at okay. the same time it, it could be the, the thing you know what I mean so fine line but I'd absolutely go pro if I ever had the chance to but at the end of the day I've got a mortgage to pay and that has to come first do you know what I mean? That, that has to come before Strongman because I, I need to keep a roof over like our heads. Do you know what I mean? And ultimately, that's more important. Cardboard but, um, box. Sorry. You can be as strong as you want, but if you're in a cardboard box, it's not as yeah, exactly. yeah. But yeah, that, that, I'd love that to be an option. That's always going to be the dream, isn't it? But at the moment, I'll just, just take the years as they come. At the moment, I'm like I said, I'm very new to Strongman. I've been training it just over a year and I've been competitive, what, seven months? So, like, or eight months now, so I'm still early doors, and I'll like, see what happens. But yeah, that that would be obviously the end goal. Would, would be awesome to be able to go pro. Yeah, that'd be incredible, and I'm really excited to see kind of where you're able to go from, especially something like Giants Live, because you said it is. You described it as kind of all the bells and whistles, and because it's now live streamed as well. It's, yeah, you know, it's televised. It's it's shown at Christmas, but there's now there's such a there's almost a, a, like a, a massive buzz in the sport in terms of getting names out there, you know, becoming a thing. Have you got sponsors at the moment? Because I know that's a common yeah. thing within the sport. My main sponsors are Tough Raps. Um, they like obviously help me out with like clothing and kit and stuff. Um, so yeah, the, the, these these guys are really good, but. Um, I've got like a um another sponsor called Lift the Bar. 
Um, that's that's run by um, a guy called AD. He, he sort of runs a few competitions himself, and he does unbreakable promotions. So, yeah, um, I've sort of been, yeah, an AD since like the towards the end of like the last year of my powerlifting days, really. And he's he's always really supportive as well, and he, he gives me like a lot of advice and stuff. He's he's a real helpful guy. Um, but apart from that, mate, I, I I don't really have any any sponsors. I, I had a company that sent me some CBD stuff as well, ICBD Global. Um, they're pretty good. So I use that sort of stuff every night before bed, which I definitely find like helps with sleep and stuff. Okay. So because I struggle a bit with my sleep sometimes, I don't really get a lot of hours with my job and training. So I'm, I'm lucky really if I can get six to six and a half hours a night. <laughs> now I see why you yeah, and Jim got on so well, right? Because you're both like peas in a pot. <laughs> yeah. Funny thing is, though, me, me and Shane actually, um, we grew up about five minutes away from each other. We live on oh, the same, really? well, what is the same area or estate or whatever you call. Um, so I've, I've known Shane for years, and it, it wasn't really until we uh, started, I started going to the gym and training with them all that, um, yeah, we sort of became really good friends in that. But yeah, we, we we live in the same place, so that's why we, we train together now. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna say it's it's an incredibly small world, isn't it? Um, and that's awesome just to see. Kind of, I mean, the, the camaraderie and the kind of friendships within Strongman is great anyway. It's a really kind of community-driven um, sport. But to see that, you know, to see that even closer and to have training partners like Shane and obviously like Mitch um, is incredible. If yeah, it's a very fine line. Give each other, so. <laughs> <laughs> if, if there was one snippet of information, right, that you could give someone that's... Right. So you're crackling up. I can't really hear you. Right. Okay. Can you hear me now? Uh, a little bit, yeah. So if, if there's someone listening to this episode now and they're thinking, I need to make a change in my life now. I'm not happy with the way my life is, my habits, kind of what I'm into, and I want to get stronger, I want to get fitter and healthier. What would be one piece of advice that kind of you learn that would set them on the way? First of all, find like-minded people. Like, I, I, I wish I joined the gym 10 years before I did join the gym, do you know what I mean? Because ultimately, it's going to the gym that turned my life around. Like, that that was, like, one of the main pillars, do you know what I mean, that got, that got me into, like, a... It, it gave me, like, a sense of achievement as well, I've never had that before with anything else that I was doing. Um, but like they say, exercise is like good for the mind as well, and it's good for the body. Like, so I, I think if you if you can join the gym and just find you're going to find people there that are going to want the same things you do. Everyone goes to the gym to better themselves, don't they? Yeah. And like I, I think just just get out there, just talking to people, training. It, there's so many benefits to it mentally, physically. And like I said, I, I wish I'd done it years ago. And um, like I said, I was very lucky to find the group of people that I did. Um, and like my, I had a very large group of friends. Now mm. I could probably just about count them on both hands. Do you know what I mean? And I'm happy with that. So like they're they're the people that are obviously the right people that I need to be around because it's got me to where I am now. Do you know what I mean? So but yeah, the, the biggest advice is find something you're passionate about and just put everything into it. And as long as you know you're trying hard, you can yeah. I love the idea of making exercise social, finding people that have a common, you know, that have a common goal. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. No, thank you for that. And if anyone wants to follow you, what's your Instagram? Where can they find most stuff about you online? 
Um, yeah, if you go onto Instagram, my handle is Kane Francis underscore about K A N E. And um, that that's that's sort of the only. I've got Facebook as well, but I only really use Instagram to be honest. But um, yeah, Kane Francis underscore. No, oh, perfect. I'll link that in the description as well. Yeah. Um, and you know, thank you again for your time today, Ken. I know we've had anyone listening. We've had a couple of issues with signal, and we've bounced. So we're, we're nice and rough and ready. We're just having a chat on this podcast. Which is <laughs> great. Um, but thank you for listening. Obviously, if you've not followed me yet, but you've found this podcast somehow, thank you, and you can follow me at the Kindest Strongman. Um, and if you'd like to support me, probably to get a new internet connection, but also to be able to do all <laughs> these episodes, you can do it www.patreon.com slash the kindest strongman. Ken, thank you very much for your time, buddy. You're welcome, man. Thank you for inviting me on. Appreciate it. Nah, no problem at all. And I'm sure we'll speak again soon. And everyone that's been listening, stay super. <laughs>